Hello beautiful souls and welcome to Shruti Outlook podcast your go to destination for inspiring stories insightful discussions and practical wisdom on embracing the ever changing journey of life I am your host Shruti and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this transformative path towards self discovery and growth Namaste hello and welcome back to Shruti Outlook podcast You know, this is about way of life. And when we talk about way of life, it is professional, it is personal, it is entrepreneurs, it is artists, and it is everybody who's doing something to achieve their dreams. And through this podcast, inspiring and motivating other people to understand who they are, where their life is supposed to go to, and, you know, find all the answers that they want to. So on this episode, we are going to, again, you know, delve into stories, experiences, and insights of extraordinary individuals uh, who are making their mark in the world and i am your host shruti and today we have a guest who is not only an entrepreneur but a creative genius and it is from the world of jewelry design something that we have never talked about on this podcast before uh, today we have somebody from the second generation and the third generation uh, legacy in this family's jewelry business and it is based in the heart of delhi and the vision of this brand is nothing short of spectacular so let's welcome parth khanna and his father deepak khanna third generation and second generation the innovative and passionate jewelry designers of drk jewels hi and welcome to shruti outlook podcast hi hi parth hi deepak ji Hi. Hello. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> All fine. Doing great. How are you? I am doing well too. So I am very <laughs> glad to have both of you. I think this is the first time that we are having uh two different generations coming over and talking about a brand that uh has been their legacy and just you know taking it ahead from there. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. We're glad to be on your show. Thank you. So my first few questions are from Deepak Ji Parth. So Deepak Ji, first I would like to talk to you about, and we have yeah. some really amazing questions from you about the business, and I yeah. think you were the right person to give us the entire uh, perspective, the introspective from the previous generation, from the current generation, and from uh, Parth generation as well. Right. So the. can you tell us how the legacy business model works in the jewel industry especially in the context of drk jewels actually this legacy helps us a lot because actually this is the something coming from behind from so many decades we get the advantage of that we try to maintain that to the best of our efforts we just try to see we just try don't compromise on the quality we try to give the best whatever it's possible and we see that everything what the customer the client wants that fits into it is not that ki we hurry up and we do all these things it is up to the satisfaction of the clients that we go on unless the customer is satisfied we don't try to finish it we don't try to do anything else the first is first choice is customers after he approves i check it up personally on my own my staff checks then even my son path checks the final products come after that so the legacy point see it helps us because we have been doing this business from decades 
when it started from my father dhaniram khanna in early 50s so i took it when i was young as about 15 16 years old i continued my studies also i did my business also i used to travel to south of india also and all these things helped me a lot since the, all this experience from for my father from the things see you gain experience from you meet people i met all types of people in the world almost see if i go to south of india i go to andhra i went to so many places and even the smallest of things and the biggest of things i used to visit some rajas also in south so i could see that also i used to see small uh, clients so i could see that also i kept all that in mind and try to work out what figures out the best after making all these things i used to come to my workshop i used to come to my shop and then i see ki what fits best for what then i used to go things about for secondly for the stones and other things what you require we try to get that from the real source from the starting source so that we can get the best of it we try to buy in bulk so that we get the cheaper the amount and then we try to segregate so that everybody even the higher family higher status lower income middle income so we segregate the stones because it's the cost of stones which matters most gold always the same price silver is the same price diamond is almost constant but the color different of stones they vary a lot so we try to fit into different art, uh, ornaments so that most of the people could taste the success uh, taste of it, uh, of it so that's why how we succeeded and we tried ki whatever best possible is come we tried to afford the clients so that's how we move on that's how we do it and plus we see day to day activities how the people is moving how the market is moving how we can improve further so that we get the best do the best for our clients Deepak ji could you tell me a bit about how your father started this business and how did it start in the heart of uh, delhi could you take us back to all those years when possibly you were a little kid and you saw oh. all of that happening see my father started business in early 50s he, at that time he was almost uh, 50 years old 50 plus and it was very difficult for him to survive he was doing some job somewhere and used to take care of his family his parents his family his children and it became difficult for him to meet the ends so one day he just thought of it started the doing thing he let me start of my own and then he was hard of hearing also he couldn't hear properly so he had to use that long pipe which used to come at that time because that time there were no hearing aids so he used to travel with that pipe talk to people and then one day he just finally decided ki i'll move into my own startups own business are the startups are what i come now but that time he thought he'll move into his own business so by the grace of god he just had his own jewelry family jewelry got the dream made and he knew some clients in the south of india he just wrote to them ki i want to start my own business and i'll be coming there if you are interested we can go on so that's the way he started his business slowly by slowly it went from mouth to mouth house to house in andhra the tamil nadu karnataka kerala he started from there and then slowly slowly it just expanded because we have the publicity just by the word of mouth there was no advertisements nothing of that sort people used to say and we used to just give them full honor you keep the jewelry get it checked get it valued if you satisfied keep it otherwise we are there to take it back and that is how it started so 1 2 3 and you know when it just goes on it just multiplies afterwards i joined the business after when i was about 15 16 years old 
and then i also tried to put in some my points dekhi dad do this way do this way and then it worked uh, i think rather well see one is to one is makes 11 rather than two and then we worked constantly he used to do uh, one part of it i used to do one part of it so that after then we sit together just decide ki what is better and what is not better this is how we started a business this is how it did grows and then slowly we took the outputs from the market also how the things are moving how we are moving how we fit in the market and with all these suggestions we tried our best to make it upwards and upwards this is how it went deepak ji i have another question from you here uh, as you yeah. mentioned that you used to travel to south of india so as we normally hear that you know uh, the 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 conversations because of the barrier of language is somewhat a problem so did you learn their language like you know did you learn tamil telugu or whichever state you were going to or maybe you know just a bit of it or was it easy for you to communicate with them and did they just you know possibly talk to you in english kunjam 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 means little little so we started with that i used to say yes basic words i used to know yes pariya parima chinnamma my elder mother younger mother younger sister elder sister so this little right. few words i used to came to know in the first or second of my journey from to south my father used to know but he was hard of hearing and then we had very friendly people over there who used to tell us deepak try this way try this way and then the ur rand mood and all these is the language 1 2 3 4 and this see small how or the other we should just catch it up make it just understand myself and mind ki what the client is saying and what i am trying to say plus i used to words in hindi also in english also just to add to the strength to what i want to say what i want to uh, uh, get it to them so this is all it worked slowly slowly we learn more we did it more then of course english was there we used to talk in english also the lower class class we used to take in this z uh, kunjam kunjam uh small small and other things it went off quite smoothly not very smoothly but still i could make it because my father was already there he used to just help me out deepak is tarah is tarah is tarah and then by the grace of god it went off initially we had some tough time meeting to the people plus when you used to go there the transport problem was there because the people uh, with the taxis and all in the rickshaws were that time made they were rickshaws We used to travel by rickshaws, so we used to tell him, "How many hours for this? Gantlu inna, gantlu inna." And then that means that per hour, how much will you charge? So that way, they also came to know that yes, we are from different state. We also knew that we are from different state, and that it communicated. Perfect, Deepak ji. And I also think that uh, while obviously when you joined in the business when you were fifteen or sixteen. or when you are traveling to all these different places i think patience is one of the keys which i think even your father had to have when you also joined in because you know as a teenager you would also come up with new ideas some of them might be wonderful or maybe some of them might not he as from his experience he might know that this would not work but i think right. patience is the key which would have worked in both of the situations what do you think about that what do you say about See, that patience is uh, most important thing since my father was also hard of hearing i used to tell him at the time of conversation between the client and ourselves many times i used to explain my father through writing the short words 
so that he can understand and he used to listen and write. So this requires patience. Unless I have patience, I can't mention him. I can't mention the client. I can't. We can't interact. So I have to tell the client also because he's also spending his time to. I just involve him one or two things, just showing something while talking to my father and doing something else, talking to him, uh, doing something else with the father, so that he does not feel he is getting bored or he's getting his time is getting uh, wasted. So this is the way I have to continue. And patience is the key. Unless you have patience, very difficult for us also and for the client also to continue. So for that, I used to say my father, we should be brief while in front of clients and we can talk later also. But to the client, it should be given the message should go perfect. Yes, we are all there. And whatever he wants, he or she wants. The thing is for him or her. This is the way we went on. See, patience, unless you have patience, even in listening, you have to listen a lot. Main thing is listening and the patience. Unless you listen more, you will you won't understand what the client means, what does he or she wants. Because we have to cater to that. And unless we understand, we can't cater properly. Absolutely. So true, Deepak Ji. Uh, so Deepak Ji, moving on to the business side a bit, we often right. see the finished products. But can right. you take us behind the scenes and share the intricate process of making jewelry from concept to creation? You did give a little brief uh, in the beginning, but could you expand on it a little further? See, actually, jewelry business, jewelry uh, making an ornament, there are different stages. It starts from raw gold, melting, and then making. For this, we have a particular workshop in which we have different types of artisans who are specials in different types of things. They say something is making uh, is melting the gold. He only melts the gold. Something is making a rod or anything or something like that, making it flat, making curved, making drawing. So these are different types of works who do under the same roof, but different uh, artisans. So that's how we see we assign them work. You do this, you do this, because this passes after one hand. Since the material is one, raw is one, that continues after the first stage is completed. So like that, it continues. Uh, we go and check it after suppose 50%, 60% things are over. We check it, you check it, things are going fine, ask them to continue further. Otherwise, it starts all over again. So this is the back process. While the polishing, all these things we see clearly. See, one thing is the main thing is the quality. We give the worker, worker the gold or raw, whatever we gave, we test it, give it to him, show him the testing purity. And after we receive, we get it checked in front of him. If this is the purity we gave and this is the purity we are getting. So we are confident in that he, anything behind us does not change. Even the slowest bit, because we keep uh, uh, carpets or some uh, cloth so that the gold, which is split over while doing the work, it's all collected over there. This is the minimum loss, minimum waste is gone so that customers can benefit from that. If we lose more, if we do it more, the customers will not gain from it. So we try to put all these things together and as good as possible, as far as best as possible, we try to see the customer first rather than ourselves. And then the thing continues the, from making the base is made, then it goes for polishing. Then if there's some stones are to be fixed in, the stones are made, we select the stones, we get it tested, we get it see fit in. Suppose even a little bit of the size is not fitting, we redo the stone again. And then so that it fits in properly. It fits in look. After the setting and all is done, then we see for the final product. Yeah, polishing requires where is not uh, hurting anyone, is not anything out of the place, something like that we see. And then my son, now my son comes in, 
the final check is through him he sees ki yeah papa everything right it goes on then it is showcased right deepak ji uh deepak ji one aspect of your work is creating reasonably priced jewelry so could you right. shed some light on how you manage your inventory and do you ever sell older pieces at cheaper rates or repurpose them into new designs how does that work see as i told you earlier we try to get the best of things in the in bulk so that the price we what we buy is reasonable is the minimum what we spend and then we segregate from them better go a quality b quality c quality like that what the customer wants is a quality or b quality we give him that the lower quality also we try to sell it to the middle order or some some the customers like that so that we fetch at least the cost of that the loss is not there if the loss is minimum or loss is not there then we can accumulate and adjust in the prices so that is how we try to maintain the prices it does not go up it remains the same or rather even lower than the market because main thing is the stones is the because gold rate everybody knows the main thing is the flexibility is in diamond stones color stones meena and other work about what do we do so we try to cut the cost in that give it to the minimum and give the advantage to the clients and regarding the second question of yours is that old jewelry or refabricated jewelry see if it's old jewelry if some it's worn out or something like that see actually jewelry is attached with the kundas what do you call the rings inside one another and mainly those things get weakened up we try to just fix that right and try to sell that as it is if the client wants we try to take the minimum profit because we get cheap we sell it cheap the customer gets the original thing that is his to her advantage so we maintain that also if people want they ask us many times if you have some old pieces old things we show them if they like that we sell it like that at the reasonable prices suppose you want to keep 2% 3% commission we fix that also also whatever we get we add to that and then give it to the clients and suppose the jewelry is completely out of wear it can't be worn so we try to still do the minimum changes so we try to keep that the originality is there if the originality is there in the older pieces antique pieces it's worth it so that is we try to keep it and the whatever the cost in repairing we incur we charge that only plus the cost what we paid in the commission so the authenticity remains that's the yep. first idea that that is the first effort that you move towards and only yep. if the client or uh, they ask you Uh, particularly that is when you go ahead otherwise the authenticity is the key and right. you stick we believe in that the original thing are suppose people so jewelry like that it is actually if you see in the hand if you touch it then you feel uh-huh. what it is is not that by seeing right. visuals or seeing that so you come to know see jewelry is something that if you feel it you feel something good you feel the original thing you have in mind yeah this is the older piece what i'm wearing now maybe refurbished maybe altered maybe whatever it is but still the old genuine thing so that the customer what the pleasure he has i can feel that because i have seen so many times customer coming to my store and seeing all this take especially taking the hand seeing up and down rotating up and down seeing what it feels then i also feel yeah the customer is for the genuine thing not the as a jewelry the old jewelry made what he wants what she wants it is made to that and then they feel happy i feel happy when they feel happy Thank you, Deepak Ji, for answering all of these questions. Now I would like to move to the third generation towards Parth, and maybe uh, have him answer some of the questions that we have for uh, for 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 this session. 
my pleasure for talking to you thank you so much same here deepak ji it was such a nice conversation i mean we'll come back to you once again towards the end <laughs> right right hi parth hi yes so your father answered some of the questions and there were some questions that were not even in the list but <clears throat> from having uh, uh, the 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 answers that he was giving i just had to ask those questions because you know i think these are also very important in knowing when somebody is running a business and how uh, sort of you know you sort of just become a part of it so possibly from your answers also we'll pick up some new questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am sure because it it takes right. you uh, gone into that era so like when he's talking to you i could feel that he is into that era and he was his work he was like continuing telling you of how he used to work and how his decisions and everything was works so i could see that by the way he was speaking yeah i am so glad you know this is the this is one thing that i absolutely love that when you are talking to someone and through the conversations if that person can travel back to that time and you know you yeah. can see that on on that person's face that that this person is not in the present right now this person has traveled back and any that. words that are coming out of his mouth are from that person who was in the past past yes that's true i'm so sorry for my voice i'm actually having a little bit bad throat so my voice is a little bit more bulky no worries no worries uh, you are uh, we can hear you and uh, everything that is coming out of your mouth is you know it is going to add to the episode so don't worry about it <laughs> and you know scratchy throat is a part of everybody's life so why to worry about it yeah yeah <laughs> so so parth from you i want to sort of you know come into the present a bit and uh, let's take up the first question so mm -hmm. in a world where trends and tastes are constantly evolving and especially right now things are changing like this so how do you stay creative and updated to bring new jewelry designs on board that resonate with today's customers okay so first of all the good part about our clients is that i have a very one to one with the client so whatever designs i make i even ask for their reviews how do they like like would they only like buying it for the purpose of for sake what they like or what is the trend i even ask my client like what is is this good for even your for your relatives for your friends or for your gatherings and i so i keep as looking for the reviews so whatever the changes i see i could feel that and then i relate that to my jewelry and then i'm uh, updated with all the <clears throat> jewelry exhibitions that is coming up with all the trends that been following all the pages so i'm also doing that apart from that i'm trying i follows like some of quotations which i follow which i could which i relate for my work so i keep working in bits and pieces and like to just update with the jewelry and all this is all i am keeping myself updated the first thing so, the most important thing is with the client because you know i have every genre of client so i keep sending them work when i have one to one when i have meetings with them and they are picking something so i also show them purposefully like this is all i have made it so what are what are their reviews like if they want to gift to someone if they have a family so what are their views on that so this is the number one thing which is inspiring me to have this kind of jewelry and that kind of jewelry to redesign it so that i have in the market because it's all about the clients all over so you if you talk more about clients apart from the jewelry you will get to know more better what is coming up in the market what's the current trend not in the jewelry but in terms of fashion in terms of travel in terms of everything and then i try to connect with the jewelry that's all 
and this is one of wow, the most that, important part to work with yes. i that's exactly what i was about to say that you know it's not you are not just keeping yourself updated to the jewelry trends but also to whatever is happening in the world and then sort of you know coming back to um, your niche your industry and connecting it with how you can bring that factor to what you do yes absolutely and then you get like um, more you have like more energy towards to working towards your designs because you know you have all the information you have all the details that you that you were looking for so it becomes more interesting to design at that point of time absolutely and i think you uh, in in this industry you also have to be sort of you know humble because otherwise what happens quite a lot of times is that you just come up with okay so this is what is happening this is how it is working and then sort of you know your ego comes in but if you are humble enough to accept that okay so this is how it is happening and this is how we can evolve and change and stay up to date so i think that also works that is also one quality yeah. that uh, should be there see that's the main quality you have to be always humble without if you have some part of ego then you're stopping yourself to a certain extent and you're stopping to grow you're stopping to like listen so i think i don't think that should be there you have to be humble you have to be flexible in approach if you are working like if um, you have if not one a is coming you have to go for b if not b you have to see but at the end your focus and goal should be clear what all do you want so i think that's the best approach you have to be flexible and patient like patient is something that you have to have like without patience and without humble it's difficult to like work on yourself i totally agree with you parth so parth coming to the next question so your designs are known for their indian origin with a modern and universal appeal so now already we know where it is coming from but still we'll go ahead <laughs> with the question so can you give us a glimpse into your creative process and what inspires your jewelry designs both culturally and artistically so here i would like for you to give some examples maybe because you have given us a little brief about it already so some examples which are relevant culturally and artistically would be great see i'll start with artistically i am a very big fan of leonardo da vinci so when i started reading reading about him i was mindset was completely changed like at that era he was like one of the most greatest artists we ever have and by like reading i started but whatever i read i started putting in my work so i started to work in a very different angle so whatever i used to work previously and it started during the covid times so whenever what i am designing whatever i am doing intricate or artistically i first have a logic towards it and where is the creativity behind it so when i add a lot of creativity towards it the piece it becomes like to a different like even what i thought it becomes like even plus one even it takes time because i don't like to hurry up with the pieces and all even i i'll give time to my all of my pieces so but when it comes up artistically it comes up very well and that is the an example of the filigree persian earring that i have shared see filigree earring started with <clears throat> a concept i saw i was very fascinated with gold earlier i have never seen like gold you will always see gold in like big and heavy and chunky pieces but i wanted to have some lines of creativity towards it so i added i in the nice on architecture so i start <clears throat> i I thought I should follow that kind of architecture in my earrings design. So I continue to design and design, and eventually it become 
like one of the most finest Persian filigree earrings. Persian, I'm saying because Persian filigree is one of the most thinnest filigrees you've ever seen. So that is, and I wanted to have like even the thinnest of the work in the gold so that you have a detailed intricate work even even if it's a gold earring it, it's telling you something it's it's just not a piece of jewelry it's it's talking to you 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 should have a mindset of like reading it and seeing it what is there with the designs i think if i see someone's design i could be able to see that other person's mindset what's the mindset he has been dealing with so one of the best things that i have learned about reading the book and when the work and about the creativity is that I with the painting or with any of the designs, I could see how the person is, how what the mindset of the person is. So and that is what I want to show with my designs as well. This is something even if it takes time, don't matter, but it has to be very different of what it's not in the market. And being it culturally, I always try to do it like because if it's a little bit cultural, people will get like more emotionally attached to it and people will have to have that kind of a piece as a sentimental value. So that is one thing I'm trying to like being work upon because if you're designing a piece, it has to be something. You can't just design a piece like out of the way, be it, it has to be emotionally with you, culturally, like it has to talk to you. You can't, you have to talk to the piece in order to elevate the piece in order to be more expressive. That's what I do when I started designing the jewelry. It's not about gold, but it's about any piece that I design. Wow, Parth, I absolutely love how you said that, you know, from the piece of jewelry that people have, you can understand their mindset. I think that's amazing because uh, you are so into the art and you understand where this is coming from. So I think that has given you a beautiful perspective in that sense that you can make out okay if this person is preferring this jewelry so this is what they are come this is where they are coming from coming from exactly Wonderful. and if you have that, if you have that thing then it's easier for you to like deal with the client because you have to have a knowledge of what the client wants if the client is asking for a you have to give them a plus it's not like a minus or a it's not acceptable be like always give the client whatever they demands always give them better so once you understand their yeah yeah and once you understand their mindset it becomes easier to sort of you know connect the dots yes exactly that's true so i uh, the concept of timelessness is essential when it comes to the jewelry industry so mm -hmm. how do you strive to create pieces that sort of you know they stay in generations that uh, because sometimes what happens is that if be if I talk about myself, so possibly, you know, my mother would maybe, you know, take out some jewelry from my grandmother's time and say, okay, huh, uh, so yeah, this is like, and also I would say that, no, you know, this is an old jewelry and I don't connect with it and let's sell it off and, you know, or either uh, repurpose it in some other way. So how do you create jewelry so that people don't do that? You know, that's important because a lot of Nowadays, a lot of people are coming with that concept. They don't want to wear the old pieces of the grandmothers of the pieces, but we still try to see the piece. We try to make it in a more modern way so that the sentimental value even remain the same. And even the person who has to wear it, she has also to agree. Like she also say, yes, okay, now I like the design, I wear it. So we have to work on the pieces and also, first of all, we have to see the pieces. How the flexible is the piece? If the flexibility is like minimal, 
then we try to like even still add some pieces to it in one of the sides and top so that it became more artistic at the end when there is no option left and then we try to like disown the piece at the end but still like out of 100 out of 85 percent i would say i've maintained the old pieces and make them a new one and even the clients both the daughter the mothers the grandmothers and the daughters have liked them but still like one of pieces still there are pieces like which like more than 100 150 years old which have no yeah. value I mean, gold value is there, but no design value. Then we break that. Yes. Down. Because no one wears yes. that. Yeah. So obviously, so you do come across such pieces. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Because you so know what happens. Have... Hmm. Yeah. Please go ahead. You know what happens is even because even the clients, if you and the second thing is you have to talk to a person like even the bride who is wearing. You have to even understand what. What is the reason why is she not wearing it? What is it's just the design? Is it something else? So once you get on a one-to-one -one discussion with the client, then you understand it better. See, so a lot of factors are there. It's just about the design. It's about the values. It's about if some some there's kind of some stress during that period or not. So we have to talk to a client, and then while talking, I understand it better, and then I design it. So two things are there: the design and a one-to-one -one conversation with the client. So Parth, I want to take you say 150 years ahead and let's talk about the pieces that you are creating right now. So I want to understand that do you keep that futuristic thought also in mind that what you are creating right now, how will it fit say 100, 150 years later? Is that also something that comes to your mind when you are creating something again? Because, you know, it is coming from the legacy of the family that no, the family that you're creating it for. No, that's you know i think few of the pieces should also be there so that it becomes a history you see that if you consider that this is the jewelry fight because 150 years who knows what the future would be but still the pieces will be there so at least by the pieces and by the name it says that this piece was designed by me or by the drk jewels so i want that part of to be in with me alive so that piece i'm still working on because see if you see a red foot for example no one sees like 400, 600 years back that is going to last forever. And it's such a marvelous piece of history. So that kind of pieces I am like, I work, think sometimes that I'll start working on so that it becomes a history. Because history never fades away. It's, it's, it's going to be there. Absolutely. If you go and see the exhibition, there are like many, many year old pieces, but it becomes a part of a history. So because if it's a history, you have a name and that never goes away. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to uh, discuss through asking this question from you. So, Parth, let's bring Deepakji back into the screen. Yeah. And I want to thank both of you for such a wonderful session and for letting me and the audience be a part of the journey of DRK Legacy. It was wonderful talking to both of you, um, Deepakji, with you going to the past and uh, learning how you uh, really operated and learned the business and took it ahead from there and from there. Uh, yes, yes, please. See, what I wanted to say ki, since we are dealing from so long, trust is also a very main factor. Unless you trust, you have confidence, you have all these things, the thing doesn't work out. I still tell you, not exaggerating, ki, I still have clients who are, whom my father started with. The generation, the families are still working with us. This is just because of trust. More than eight decades, as like families. Are See, it's not that it's not the same people will be alive. The generations, their sons, daughters, grandchildren.
they're still there and we are still in contact with them just this because ki we are just trying to maintain our uh, values honesty and just try to give whatever is best in the best possible price so these things are very difficult at times when it comes but we still try to maintain ki the customer is the first thing other things rest so that is what i wanted to say ki what my father started we still try to maintain the same thing and i learned a lot from my father his hard work he never used to care about time even it was about 9 10 in the night because those days there were no technologies we had to work on the own own with the own hands see what are going on let the artisan sit by the side of us and then we interact so that time point time was just material ki we had to not thought thinking about time doing all things and honesty patience what we said earlier so these all the all things work and they work together to bring the legacy up thank you so much deepak ji thank you thank you so much because you know i think this episode is mainly about talking about the legacy how to take it ahead and also about the business that you are into that is uh, the jewelry design and how to stay um, in the present time as well as keeping the authenticity into it as well that's true see drks belong to dhaniram khanna he was a father then we yeah. made the i think if people are there in the south from the old family old generations father grandfather they might still be knowing who dhaniram khanna was at that time it was just a household name what it became what i could see as a young boy are who's coming khanna ji from delhi who's coming khanna ji from delhi so this is just a household name what is still cherished yes and people if somebody of that if we, if we can find and then we can he can just say yes he knew dhaniram khanna that is one thing he still opt on bilkul bilkul deepak ji thank you so much once again thank you so much for taking out time for this session and sharing all the beautiful stories insights and pouring your heart out that's all i would say that i am glad that uh, you 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 felt that that you know you can share these stories with right. me and the audience as well So thank you so much. My pleasure too. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day ahead. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and share it with your loved ones. And if you're ready to share your own voice with the world through podcasting, remember I'm just an email away. at shrutioutloud at gmail dot com. It's s h r u t i o u t l o u d at gmail dot com. Until next time, keep shining, keep growing, and keep embracing the beautiful journey of life. This is Shruti signing off.